0: Lee Cantor
1: here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, on pay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Ayal Benishti with Iron Scales. Welcome.
0: Thanks, Lee. Happy to be here.
1: Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Iron Scales. How are you serving folks?
0: So Iroscale is an anti-phishing email security company who are helping organizations to protect their mailboxes against the most sophisticated um, kind of social engineering and email scams out there, the business email compromised, the fake invoices, and the ransomware of the world.
1: So now email's been with us for a minute. Has the attacks uh, on our email become more sophisticated?
0: Constantly evolvingly and morphing at scale. Um, the phishing that we know from five and even two years ago are very different from what we see out there these days. I think that, that actors are becoming much more sophisticated. Um, the level and the, the sophistication level of the of their attack is, is increasing almost daily and obviously they're jumping on every opportunity in order to create new scams and looking for constantly looking for new ways in order to Lure people to click on links, open attachments, um, wire money, buy gift cards, and all these great things that we, we can find out of these days.
1: Now, um, for most technology firms, it's that balance of making the uh, customer experience so easy and seamless that they continue to do business. But on the other hand, you need to have the security and protection so you feel safe doing these transactions. How do you help companies kind of... Um, thread that needle between speed efficiency and safety
0: it's a great question so like, like you said our, our goal is to make sure that people are they stay highly productive uh, but safe at the same time especially with the the kind of stuff that they can find in the inbox uh, the way we deploy our technology and the way we kind of address the email phishing problem is is in a way that we want to increase users' kind of confidence with whatever is in their inbox. So we teach them and train them to how to spot phishing and we give them with real-time insights regarding what's in the mailbox. So if we find something not necessarily malicious, but suspicious, we will just place a human-readable kind of panel um, that can kind of guide them to what we think they, they need to to look at in order to know, make sure that they're first and foremost interacting with the, with the right person or that the person that they think that is sending them the email is is actually the person behind behind it, the email. So authenticity and, and, and trust in the sender identity is one of the main things that we are trying to fix here. Second, obviously, kind of, you know, a deep inspection into whatever is inside this email from links, attachment, the language that, uh, that the sender is is using in order to try and find kind of you know known patterns and and schemes in the sense of like you know, uh, actors are using uh, in their email for these days like you know sense of urgency, greed, and all the kind of uh, common things that that we can find out there and train our machine to detect.
1: Now, is the type of phishing that you're dealing with? Are you working only at kind of the enterprise level, so you're only working with the largest of the companies in their corporate um, accounts, or is this something that uh, trickles down to just like an entrepreneur, or a solopreneur, or an individual?
0: We are working with companies um, all sizes, from you know small shops uh, to large and very large kind of uh, enterprises, including the Fortune 500 uh, of this world, and and even managed service providers. So for people that provide IT and security services to other companies, we have uh, kind of an offering for them so they can leverage on our technology in order to protect smaller organizations that normally don't have a security staff or any security knowledge whatsoever, but in today's world, Uh, they uh, as well may find themselves as a victim to a social engineering and and phishing attack because the nature of these attacks today are very very automated um, from what we we see out there. So there are lots of spray and play kind of attacks and collateral damage that can be done um, even for the small organization is pretty severe. So we want to make sure that we can protect them or again, provide the tool capabilities and technology for their service provider in order to protect them uh, instead.
1: Now, when you're working with the larger firms, um, it's important that your work does trickle down to the smaller firms because a lot of the ways that um, I would imagine the bad guys penetrate the larger firms is through relationships with smaller vendors and folks that they might not have their guard up as high.
0: Exactly. I think the main challenge here for us was how, how can we provide an enterprise-grade technology to mid and even small uh, organizations out there? Uh, because like I said, threat actors are targeting everyone these days. They're looking for the low-hanging fruits, And sometimes, or in most cases, the low-hanging fruits are in the shape of a smaller organization um, that that is still conducting business with significant amount of money. So, Convincing someone in a 100-people shop to wire $100,000 to the wrong account can be devastating for, for these organizations, even even more than to the larger enterprises out there that can suffer some financial loss. But for smaller organizations, it can be, um, you know, fatal and can basically cause them to go under you know, in some cases.
1: Now, what's your backstory? How would you get involved in this kind of work?
0: So my background is like you know I, I before I was because I was a security researcher, a malware analyst, reverse engineer, so I was kind of studying malware and helping other security vendors to build a better technology in order to stop malware um, at the gate um, you know I realized that most of the most of the bad stuff is basically coming via via email and I thought that the way we are taking email security or the way organizations are currently dealing with email security um is lacking in many in many aspects. Uh, you know companies are normally using filters and technical controls in order to stop bad stuff. Um, but most of the stuff that I was researching that was again very sophisticated was not necessarily known to be bad. Um, and I saw companies are struggling with that. And to add to that the fact that this kind of technology was very expensive and Stuff that only larger, that the larger kind of organization could, could afford because it's not just you know the price that you need to pay in order to to license the software. Is the the fact that you need full-time employees to be able to kind of you know work with the tool in order to configure and and do whatever it it requires in order to to achieve uh, this kind of level of uh, protection that they were hoping to achieve. And from this research and basically was kind of coming the idea of hey, let's build something that is more powerful than what is out there, that is looking on modern phishing and, and email security and in a different way. Easy to deploy, easy to manage and affordable, not just to large organizations, to the larger organization, but to to the smaller ones uh, as well. And with this mission to build, you know, the most powerfully simple email and messaging security solution. Um, I started a company and we build something that we are very proud of.
1: Now, is there anything actionable you could share for folks listening right now? Is there anything they could be doing for themselves and their team to make them um, a little safer?
0: Yeah, sure. And by the way, one of the things that we offer for free these days is what we call our starter package. And the starter package is, is allowing organization, um, smaller smaller and larger organization, to basically do one of the most fundamental but important things, which is Train their employees. Uh, make sure that your employees is are kind of equipped with the knowledge and the skills to to detect phishing, but not only to you know be in the know regarding how what is phishing and how to um, to avoid falling victim to one of the of of those, but to report back to to the organization, to the security team, or to the IT team that. They found something that is suspicious in, in their mailbox and give the, the company the chance to kind of deal with it quickly before people that normally are not that great in spotting phishing will fall victim to the attack. So train your users, change behavior, make sure that people know that they're part of the solution, make sure that they know that they can never 100% trust on the technical controls or whatever kind of security solutions that are currently in place and they need to stay vigilant.
1: And it is one of those things that if you tell everybody on your team that, hey, periodically we're going to send you a test to see if you're going to click on something that you shouldn't click on, maybe it makes them a little more aware of everything, and you create a culture that it gives them permission to to like hey call me back i got this email i'm not sure it really is you like you have to have a culture that's accepting of that type of skepticism so that they don't inadvertently just click on something because you know the email makes it seem like it's super urgent
0: exactly we said that you know phishing and social engineering it's, it's like it's it's a human and machine problem and therefore we need a human and machine solution so The more you kind of drive this message inside your organization and make sure that they know they're part of the solution, the more you kind of, you know, do that, the more people will change their behavior, feel part of the solution, contribute more to, um, you know, to to threat intelligence and help the organization be more secure. And, you know, if you provide with immediate immediate gratification and you use tools in order to automate that, um, they will actually like it. It's it's becoming a a little game that... uh, that we are playing every day, like, you know, spot the fish, ball the fish, and help us stay more secure. Now, do
1: you find that that some of this is a generational challenge that maybe young people who don't kind of enjoy uh, either confrontation or face-to-face conversations or calling people that they're more apt to press, you know, on an email or to click a button on an email?
0: I think, generally speaking, we... You know based on the hundreds of thousands of fishing campaigns that we've launched with our um solution it's very hard to kind of put people in a in a bucket or a box like based on generation or what have you that you're trying to use maybe to to segment the population it's more about um again sending the message make sure the people understand the importance and then you will be shocked to maybe to surprise to to realize that um, some of the Z generation will spot a fish that was missed by technology, and sometimes it's even sometimes the the most senior uh, people on your organization that normally you won't expect them to kind of participate in the game. That they click on the report fish button that we put in their Outlook or Gmail and help you spot something that could have cost the company a great deal of money or risk or you know whatever was behind it. Specific scam. So, so now, my suggestion is: yeah, treat them all as as your defense layer. Uh, set expectation and provide the training and the tools for them to be part of the solution.
1: So, now, what was kind of the impetus to move the company to Atlanta?
0: Oh, it's a great question. First, Atlanta is a great place. So, <laughs> we, we started the we started the U.S. kind of operation here in Atlanta. It was the first few folks that we hired were. Based here, I was visiting them a few times. I took the, the place, like um, I, I've learned to, to like Atlanta as a place. And when I was kind of contemplating where should I move with with the family in order to, to build our headquarters in the U.S., Atlanta was the, the easy first choice for me. Great talent, great people, great weather, um, great hub. Uh, it's very easy to kind of, you know, jump on a on a plan and get uh, to almost anywhere uh, in the U.S. and outside uh, of the U.S. in uh, in one leg. So it was very compelling. Now, and did, people.
1: did um, the pandemic um, and the work from home kind of trend that's occurring, did that make your job harder now that a lot of folks are working out of their home and it's kind of a less protected Ecosystem than maybe a, a a company or a business that was having servers that maybe you can control and, and protect a little better.
0: Actually, it really helped to kind of um, help us uh, as a business to push the message that companies need to start thinking out of the box, which means there is no there is no longer the perimeter that they need to protect. Like no, the perimeter is everywhere. Uh, the perimeter is wherever your uh, employees are and whatever they're using in order to. Uh, to the day-to-day business. So the importance of training users, giving them the tools and understanding that, you know, uh, work hours changed. People uh, need to attend to other stuff because we were all caught unready with, with schools and some, other stuff in our lives that uh, that changed uh, dramatically the moment the pandemic hits, the fact that threat actors are actually leveraging on the fact that we are not sitting in one office and cannot, you know, um, step two offices to the left and ask the person if he actually asked us to do this specific thing that just um, came by by email. So again, like I said, they're using and leveraging every opportunity in order to create new schemes and, and things that, We'll help them monetize or, or achieve whatever they are they're after. So in the pandemic the need for solutions like iron skills increased the understanding that we can no longer kind of you know chase, chase known threats because uh, threats are changing every day um, as, as a way to protect our organization. it's no longer valid it's no longer the kind of way we can architect our security uh, and company around. Uh, all this really contributed to the fact that companies were, and, and and obviously the transition to the cloud and more and more companies were kind of, you know, uh, changing their infrastructure and moving more uh, services, including uh, email to the cloud, uh, really helped to kind of drive our message out there that things have changed and therefore legacy, the, the legacy solutions or, the old way of thinking about even security is no longer valid, and we need to to make a change.
1: Now, is there any kind of unintended consequence maybe that isn't obvious to a layperson uh, with the conflict between Russia and Ukraine? Is that is there some impact on global cybersecurity because of that conflict?
0: We... <sighs> So theoretically speaking, yes, because there is always a collateral damage, even when nations are kind of, you know, uh, exchanging punches uh, back and forth. Um, Obviously, some sectors are more um, vulnerable than than others. We're in this kind of uh, war situation. Uh, Obviously, fishing is it is a way that even nations are using in order to uh, try and achieve their uh, goals and an agenda. I don't see any kind of you know, imminent or specific risk, but I'm sure that we will see companies kind of being breached as part of this uh, kind of conflict or you know, the, the cyber cold war that we are currently experiencing uh, between the, the different nations that are involved in, the, in this current conflict.
1: So you mentioned that you have a service on your website about training that you can help, uh, you know, at, at no charge or low cost. Uh, people train their people so they can be more informed and make, and make educated choices when it comes to clicking on an email. Is there any other type of kind of um, a way to get to know your company without fully going, uh, working with your company?
0: So you can go on our website. It's ionskills.com. Um, We have a lot of um, collateral and and content that you can download, listen to in order to learn more about um, first the problem and then our solution and how we approach it. And we think that uh, it should be solved uh, these days. And you can always reach out to us. We have some forms and contact us if you have any questions. We are always happy to, to answer those questions and help you with your challenges.
1: And the challenge is real, and and the the like you said the these people who are doing this this is their job, and this is they're treating this like a a real business, right? They're whiteboarding this. This is a team effort. They're trying to penetrate an organization. They're working together. They're collaborating. This isn't a kid in the basement with the uh, Red Bull and some Cheetos, right?
0: Cybercrime is is about sixty billion dollar kind of business. Uh, a year now. It's an organized crime. Um, no longer kids in, in other words, although some of them are going on the dark web and buying, you know, phishing uh, as a service kits for one or two thousand dollars, installing it and, you know, uh, and phishing companies for, for profit. But the vast majority of, uh, of cyber crime today is well organized, well, well organized.
1: And this isn't something you can sleep on. This is something you have to be proactive and uh, and be working on every day, especially, I'm sure, if your business is in the business of, um, you know, e-commerce, uh, healthcare, f- fintech, those kind of businesses that are dealing with a lot of personal information and a lot of money.
0: At the end of the day, 95% of all the breach, um, cyber breach that we read about in the, in the news started as an email phishing. So it should be the number one priority. Like if you don't have anything in place currently, or you're using kind of built-in securities or some you know default out-of-the-box stuff, I would highly recommend uh, to kind of address this issue first and foremost um, because again, it's the number one vehicle. It's the number one tool that the bad guys are using in order to to get to us to our organizations.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. And the website, one more time, is ironscaleswithanS.com. That's correct. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio.